You're listening to the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast. I'm Nicole Holcomb, former teacher and school counselor turned civil rights attorney and podcast host. It wasn't that long ago that we learned the reason that our daughter was struggling to learn to read in first grade was dyslexia. Fast forward four years past many hours of research and collaborating with experts in the field of dyslexia. Now I'm sharing the lessons I have learned that took me from being an overwhelmed mom who didn't understand dyslexia to a go-to mom who is helping hundreds of moms each week through education and collaboration. I created the Dyslexia Mom Life podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies and hacks to help you do the same. If you're feeling alone and lost on your parenting dyslexia journey and you're looking to find a mom who gets it, you're in the right place. Let's jump in and get started. Hey friend, welcome to the podcast. You are listening to episode 122. And if you listened to the last episode, you know that the month of October is Dyslexia Awareness Month. So we are all about getting as much information as we can out there to help you and people in our community learn more about dyslexia. So in episode 121, I answered the question about how to best monitor your child's progress. So today's question is going to be a follow-up from that that I'm going to answer. So if you haven't listened to episode 121, you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to that episode. You don't necessarily need to have listened to it before today's episode, but for it really to make a whole lot of sense, I would say that you want to listen to these two together because they will best help you determine if your reading program for your child is effective. And if it is, you know, great. But if it's not, that's what we're going to talk about today, which is when should you discontinue a reading program? When should you say it's enough? I'm done. We're done remediating. We're done with this program. So that's what we're going to talk about. And so in the last episode, episode 121, I answered the question about the best ways to monitor your child's progress in a reading program. So once you know if they're making progress, then you can decide if you should discontinue the program. So that's why these kind of are like bookends. They kind of go together. So when we think about reading programs, and again, I'm using a, some information out of Overcoming Dyslexia, Sally Shaywitz's book. She talks a good deal about um, just how to make some of these decisions uh, when you're in these programs and you're really trying to remediate your child. And so one of the selections that she talks about is talking about specifically what we're talking about today, which is how do we know when to discontinue and be done with a program? So when you think about it, you know, when your child is showing really momentum and showing lots of gains, which we talked about in the last episode, like how do we monitor and see where the gains are and what are those ga- what are the realistic gains that we're looking for. So let's say your child is really, you know, getting some momentum and they're really making a lot of progress. Well, that's a time for us to really put our foot on the gas pedal and for us to keep doing what we're doing. You know why? Cuz it's working. They're responding to it. So we want to keep doing that that's working. So, and we never want to just say, oh, we are making lots of progress, so we're done. Let's just stop. Like, that doesn't make sense, right? Like, we wouldn't want to just stop in the middle of the street and put our foot on the brake, right? We, I live in Atlanta. They would literally run me down. So, you know, I want to c- continue to push through and make sure 
we are getting the most out of that momentum. So, and this is why, as we see our children have success, and, and we talked about this in episode 121, when we see that that weekly reading growth is happening, and that's in the words per minute our child is reading, well, that is how, how have they learned to sound out those words? And when we simply just teach them how to sound out the words, that's a start. But what we really want them to do is practice applying those skills and applying those decoding skills so that they can read. And so that we have a child that can read fluently and is a fluent reader. And it it takes very little effort for them, although it can be difficult at times. But as they're showing this progress, they have to have time to apply it. And that way, when they start getting these new words introduced to them, that they, they already know how to go about attacking those words. So Dr. Shaywitz says, you know, a child should not be removed from an effective reading program until he is able to read words and passages fluently at his grade level. Let me say that again. I think that's some powerful words because at the end of the day, our child, and you might not realize this if you haven't been around dyslexia for, for more than you know a couple weeks, is that you know you want to initially help your child recognize what those sounds, what sounds go with those letters, right? So they can sound out those sounds. And then they have to, from there, figure out how to put those sounds together and how to pull them apart, have that decoding piece, so that they can also figure out how to pronounce a word, okay? So they've made some progress. Well, then then they have to take those words and they have to see them in context of sentences, read those together, understand the comprehension. You can see right now as I'm explaining this, there are lots of components to reading that makes it a process, right? It is not something that happens overnight. So as our children are simply learning these pieces, right? We're simply teaching these pieces rather, then we can't just say, oh, they know the sound, so we're done. No, you're not done. So let me repeat it again. Dr. Shaywitz says in her book, a child should not be removed from an effective reading program. And I talked about how to monitor and figure out if your reading program is effective in episode 121. So you see how these go together. So you don't remove a child from an effective reading program until she is able to read words and passages fluently at her grade level. So let's take that apart. We got to have the right instruction. And then with that, our, our kids have to be able to put all the pieces together and they have to be able to read those words, read those sentences, read those passages and do it in a way where it's not robotic. Fluency is about reading where you're able to read those sentences. You're able to, you know, have some inflection, 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 is it inflection? You're able to show emotion, okay? That's the what I'm trying to say. Show emotion when you're reading a passage, right? Like if it's someone screams out loud or there's an explanation mark, you know, that looks different than just a period. And so kids learning how to do all those things are all part of the process. 
And then looking at that grade level, right? We want our children to be at grade level. So there are a couple of different uh different standardized tests that she talks about in the book. I think the piece is when you're working with your schools, you know, find out what they're using to assess your child's reading of individual words and also their ability to read passages fluently. And really that's usually done out loud and they're looking for that accuracy and that rate of comprehension because a child may read those isolated words effectively but they can still struggle to read words as a passage, right? Like when they're reading a sentence or they're reading a paragraph in their book for school or at home, you know, as well. Um, And that becomes a much more demanding task. So when you think about them looking at words in isolation and they're, you know, maybe they're studying high frequency words or they're studying sight words. So they're studying those words individually and you're holding up the cards and you're practicing at home and they're, they're seeing the words. But then when they have to take those words and read them together in a sentence, in a passage, and then remember what they read, right? And then answer questions or have conversations about what they read, that becomes a lot more demanding on their brain and a lot more demanding task. So you really want to look at those pieces that we talked about in episode 121. You really want to talk about and look at those pieces as to your individual child individual child's progress in reading compared to their standardized reading scores with their peers. And then with the information in hand, you can make decisions with the appropriate educator, specialist, Whomever is in your tribe, your team, your, you know, your, your village helping with this dyslexia piece and determining is your child making reading progress. That's when you can have a discussion about when it is right to remove your child from any type of special reading program or intervention or remediation. We don't want to pull them out of remediation, and, and I can talk about this from personal experience if you want to know more at a different time, but when you pull your, your student out or the school pulls your student out before you reach fluency, then you still have that robotic choppiness about their reading, and you haven't completed that last piece of the intervention. And that's the goal. The goal is for your child to be able to read those sentences for them to be able to understand what they're reading. And, and and for dyslexics, they picture a lot. They have a lot of pictures in their brain. And they have a lot of stuff going on in there because they just, they're very active thinkers. And so they have to be able to kind of relate those pieces to other things. And so in isolation, you may see progress. And that's where their first step will be, right? Seeing progress and learning those individual words. But you have to put that together and help your child become a fluent reader when they're able to read those words and the sentences and then able to read those passages and paragraphs and make sense out of them. So what you don't want to do is get too excited and say, oh, we're making great progress and, and want to discontinue a program. Or for your school to say, oh, we've made progress, we're going to discontinue a program. You want all those pieces together, the decoding skills and the fluency before you discontinue a reading program. 
So hopefully that was helpful for you today. If you want to read more about that, Dr. Shaywitz has a section in the back uh, under Frequently Asked Questions where she talks a little bit about that. And then she talks about it throughout the book as well in other sections. Her book is called Overcoming Dyslexia. And it is amazing. It is a heavy lift. So I will say that you are going to have to put some time aside to read it. But I use it more as a resource book. And I go back to it and look at certain sections of things that we're dealing with at that time. Or maybe someone's asked me a question about something and I want to kind of go back and research some other areas. Uh, I found her book to be a really good resource because I, I trust Sally Shaywitz. I know that she has a very um, strong background. Her and her husband both are, are doctors. and They've done an extensive amount of research. And they're also the co-founders and directors of the Yale Center for the Study of Learning and Attention and Dyslexia. And so they, the, the Yale Center for Dyslexia is amazing. It's a great resource as well that I would say check out. So I hope that you're enjoying the Dyslexia Awareness Month. And, you know, you can do your part today because you could share this episode. Just hit the share icon and it will let you in your pod, whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, there's usually a little like up arrow you can hit and you can share it. What's really cool is you can text an episode to someone. I've done that before. Like, hey, check out this episode of something I was listening to. You can send it via email. You can send it uh, through Facebook Messenger, however you want to do that, or even post it on your Facebook page. If you want to put it elsewhere, like Instagram, somewhere like that, you just have to take a screenshot of your uh, podcast episode and then share it that way as an image. But you know what? The more we can share information and get people more knowledgeable about dyslexia, that is an amazing gift to give back to others. And I guarantee you, if it hasn't happened yet, it will happen. Once people find out you're raising a kid with dyslexia, you become the expert in your own community. People are going to reach out and ask you questions. And so you have got to find resources that you trust. And since you're still listening today, I'm assuming that Dyslexia Mom Life is one of them. So I would love for you to share out this episode or any episode that you feel like would be helpful. If you want to learn more about dyslexia, you can go to our website, dyslexiamomlife.com. We've got some amazing resources there. I even have a guide there. It's uh, dyslexia, now what? And it takes you through the first three steps of what I recommend you do when you first find out that your kiddo is dyslexic. We have some really great resources there for moms as well, just in general. And then obviously we have the podcast with lots and lots of episodes and some amazing interviews that we've had over the years as well. And then I would love if you would come join uh, the conversation over in our Facebook group. So we have a private Facebook group. It's called the Dyslexia Mom Life Podcast Community. And there we have an amazing uh, a group of moms who, you know, support one another. It's a very positive uh, environment and community. And I would love to invite you into our community and if you ever have a question, just ask. Someone or multiple people will jump right in to help you with whatever is on your mind. It's a great group of people and just an amazing resource. So I hope that you will um, join me over there. I'd love to, to start a conversation with you. And remember, you got this. You are not alone. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Fantastic day.